0: Fertility preservation technologies have become more advanced and more accessible to all. What options do we have available for women today to protect their fertility? We are about to find out. You are listening to ReachMD Radio and I am your host, Dr. Prathima Seti. Joining me today is Dr. Naveed Khan, Reproductive Endocrinology and Infertility Specialist in Leesburg, Virginia. Dr. Khan practices with Shady Grove Fertility the nation's largest fertility center, and is also a member of the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology and the American Society of Reproductive Medicine. Dr. Kahn is a recipient of many awards, including Washingtonian Magazine and Northern Virginia Magazine Top Doctors list. Welcome to ReachMD, Dr. Kahn. It is a pleasure to have you here with us today to talk about fertility preservation.
1: Thank you for having me on your show.
0: It's my understanding that in the past, this has really been an area focused on saving the reproductive potential for cancer patients. But more recently, this has all changed. Can you speak briefly on the history of fertility preservation and where it is today for women?
1: Sure, absolutely. So uh, cryopreservation, which is a method of freezing tissues and eggs, I mean, this has been around since the 1950s, uh, it was about in the early 80s that eggs were first frozen. And in about 1986 was the first baby that was born from the use of frozen eggs. It's a very, very technology-driven field. And as the technology has improved and techniques have improved, the pregnancy rates have also improved over the past few decades.
0: So what are some specific options for fertility preservation available for women today, as I believe there are several options available now?
1: There's several options. Now, some are out there available right now to the general public. uh, And there's some that are also right now research-based and possibly in the future will become more accessible. But in terms of what women can do right now, number one would be embryo freezing. This is where a woman undergoes an IVF cycle. She takes medications, which are injectables, and makes lots of eggs. And those eggs are then harvested during a procedure. Those eggs are then fertilized and the embryos are grown and then essentially frozen for future use. Now, frozen embryos, they have a survival rate of about 95% in the future, so they do pretty well. They're very stable embryos and they have a very good success rate, uh, somewhere in the range of around 50 to 60% depending on the age of the woman. Now, this is a great option for women who have a partner, obviously. And this used to be the best option for uh, women at one time. However, right now, because of a technology called vitrification, which is a new flash freezing technology, the pregnancy rates with frozen eggs have skyrocketed. So a woman undergoes an IVF cycle, she would, like freezing embryos, stimulate, to harvest the eggs, get the eggs. But then rather this time, we don't fertilize the eggs and we just freeze the eggs alone. Now, because of technology, the survival of eggs is over 80 to 90 percent, depending on the lab that you use. Uh, not all labs are able to do egg freezing, but the ones that, like ours at Shady Go Fertility, have about a 90 percent survival rate. Now, this is a great option for women who don't have a partner or those who may have moral or religious issues about freezing embryos. So, a third option is ovarian tissue freezing. Now this technology is still in its infancy and really considered experimental at this time. Basically what you can do is remove ovarian tissue via laparoscopy, you can freeze it, you can then retransplant it back in at a later time either in the same place where the ovary is or in other places of the body like the abdomen or forearm, these areas are easier to access to retrieve the eggs. And, you know, a handful of pregnancies have occurred at this point in time, but really it's not something that's available for the general population. Uh, Maybe in the future, you know, it may be, but really right now it's still in a more research setting.
0: It's very interesting. It's exciting stuff for the future.
1: This field, uh, just infertility, egg freezing, egg banking, uh, it is very, very exciting, constantly changing and evolving. And as as the technology gets better, the pregnancy rates and options get better and better for women.
0: Dr. Khan, in your opinion, who do you think are the ideal candidates for fertility preservation in this manner? And and as primary care providers, should we be offering this to our patients? Like
1: anything, egg banking is not for everybody. Now, this is a good option for women who really want to have fertility in the future and they're not ready to have a, a pregnancy, let's say, now. Those would be women who, let's say, You'd want to freeze your eggs if they're between the ages of 30 and 40, they're not in a relationship and not planning to have the kids in the near future. Generally speaking, as a woman gets older, her fertility rate naturally declines. And this allows them to maintain the same pregnancy rate in the future as the pregnancy rate they would have at the time the eggs are frozen. Also, women who have a family history of premature ovarian failure or early menopause should consider that. Like anything, most of these conditions are genetically related. If a woman's mother goes through menopause at an earlier age, that may be a sign that she may undergo the same process. So she may want to consider freezing her eggs at an earlier age before it's too late. Of course, one of our biggest populations are, unfortunately, the women who are undergoing cancer treatment, uh, many different types of cancers, you know, breast cancer. Unfortunately, we're seeing it more and more, lymphomas, and you know all those chemotherapeutic agents can be very, very harmful and toxic to the ovaries and as a result can definitely compromise pregnancy in the future. And of course, like we talked about before, people can have religious and ethical problems or concerns regarding having too many embryos made or freezing of embryos. So a great option also is those people who are doing just general IVF and they are really good responders. They make lots of eggs. They can fertilize a small portion of the eggs so that way they can fertilize all the embryos that are created and just simply just save the eggs that they're not using for the future so they don't have to undergo a whole fresh IVF cycle and waste all those eggs and it's a great option for those people in that situation. And finally, the people, sometimes they start families later in life so you know, as you get pregnant, deliver, are ready for your next child, I mean, that's almost two years later. And a woman can go from, you know, 37, 38 to now 40, 41 by the time they're ready for the next child. And, of course, a whole different ball game at the age of 41 in terms of pregnancy rates compared to that in the mid to upper 30s. So with that known declining fertility that's going to occur in the future, it can be a good idea to freeze uh, embryos ahead of time.
0: And do you think that as primary care providers, we should be offering this to all our patients then?
1: I think it should be offered to, or at least the knowledge should be aware that every woman has the option of doing it, especially if she's getting close to the age of 35. Knowledge is power, and the decline in fertility is very real. If a woman decides not to freeze, that's fine. That's her prerogative. But at least she should be educated, know what the options are, and she should decide whether it's right for her or not.
0: If you are just tuning in, you are listening to ReachMD Radio. I am your host, Dr. Prathima Sethi, and I'm speaking to Dr. Naveed Khan about fertility preservation. So, Dr. Khan, we were discussing the ideal candidate for this procedure. Can we discuss uh, further what is the best age for someone to, so to speak, save their eggs?
1: The natural decline in fertility starts, believe it or not, in the later 20s, but pregnancy rates a pretty constant up until the age of 35. So that's when you start seeing the real clinical signs of dropping fertility, so after age of 35. Then it gradually declines, then after 37, that process becomes much more accelerated and by the time you hit 40, there's a dramatic drop in pregnancy. Each year that you go, from 40 to 41, 41 to 42. And by the time a woman hits the age of 45, Actually, the pregnancy rate is almost nearly zero. I mean, it's never zero. Of course, you always hear about those people that, you know, beat the odds. But in all intents and purposes, it's extremely unlikely. So the best time to freeze eggs would be somewhere between the ages of 30 and 40. The reason why it wouldn't be less than 30 was, well, you know, the eggs are high quality and still many years before the decline is going to really set in. So 30 seems a reasonable cutoff. And off the age of 40, the quality of the eggs change so much that it's really many times not worth freezing. It's more important to move forward, get pregnant, to have children at that point than really trying to freeze eggs. Because as the eggs age, the quality decreases which results in lower implantation rates, higher miscarriage rates, and high rates of genetic abnormalities. Of course, you know, everyone here is, you children uh, who are born to women who are older, have higher rates of Down syndrome, chromosomal issues, birth defects, things like that. That's because the quality of the eggs is changing over time.
0: Hmm. So how long can these frozen eggs be stored? Is it similar to frozen embryos?
1: The eggs and embryos can almost be frozen indefinitely since essentially when they're frozen, there's no biological activity that's occurring. They are essentially frozen in time. But no one really knows exactly how long they can remain viable for, but we do have pregnancies that have occurred from embryos at least greater than 12 years.
0: Wow, now, that's eggs, since it is
1: a newer technology, We don't have quite that history in terms of, you know, how long can keep them frozen, but one can assume that it should be very similar in terms of, you know, how long we should be able to be able to freeze the eggs. And the technology keeps on improving and making it possible for embryos and eggs frozen, you know, more recently with the vitrification technology having much higher pregnancy rates compared to the old cryopreservation technology of the past.
0: So you talked a little bit about success rates for IVF with frozen eggs and frozen embryos. What are the success rates in particular of uh, IVF with frozen eggs versus frozen embryos versus fresh cycles?
1: Well, that has to be looked at more on the individual fertility practice setting because rates of pregnancies kind of fluctuate tremendously from one center to another. My best advice for someone out there trying to evaluate this would be to go to at least the most objective source, which would be the CDC site or Start.gov. And over there, they list all the fertility centers in the United States. And from there, you can look at the different pregnancy rates based on the based on the different age groups of women. Now, not every center is doing vitrification at this time, which is the better technique to freeze embryos and especially eggs. I I can share with you data that we have at Shady Grove Fertility as a leader in the field. We have done almost 100 egg banking cycles in just the past two years alone and we have about a 90% egg survival rate and pregnancy rate over 55%. That's impressive. To kind of put this into context, that's almost the same pregnancy rates as a woman would get with undergoing a fresh IVF cycle. You know, the technology once again—it's very, very revolutionary. I mean, who knows what the next frontier is? But this egg freezing is very, very exciting.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. It gives women a lot more options too, especially if they don't have a partner or if they want to hold off fertility for personal reasons.
1: Yes, and especially here in Washington, Baltimore, Philadelphia area, you know, many women are choosing to having kids later in life. They're you know, busy with studies, with jobs, and as a result, childbearing is now being pushed off outside of the peak years of fertility and more and more women are you know, beginning to start families off age of 35. So, if that's something that is a woman may be experiencing, you know, she may want to freeze her eggs at a younger age. It's obviously more ideal to try to conceive at an earlier age, but if, one, if that's not an option, then that is kind of like an insurance for the future. To at least have the same pregnancy rates of back when she was younger.
0: So, what about men and children? I know that they have options for fertility preservation as well. Can you speak briefly on what we can offer them?
1: Sure. Men is pretty straightforward. They can simply freeze their sperm, it's relatively easy and simple. It's been done for over the past 40 years with great success. The sperm can be ejaculated, or if someone has a issue, can actually be just. Obtained from the epididymis or from the testicle itself and frozen because all we really need is the DNA, and the sperm can be frozen almost indefinitely, just like the egg. Another method could be testicular freezing, and kind of like you know egg freezing, is still in the experimental phases, so it's really not mainstream at this point in terms of being offered to the general population. And the idea of basically freezing it, thawing it, and reimplanting it. There is an option that is being done in specific cases, especially in cases where uh, a man may be undergoing chemotherapy and maybe basically eradicating any sort of normal testicular tissue. Now, pubertal children almost have the same options as adults in terms of you know, egg freezing, embryo freezing and sperm freezing. It's the prepubertal children that are really a challenge because really for them, the only option would be to try to freeze ovarian or testicular tissue. For girls, you'd have to go in laparoscopically, get the tissue, freeze it, and hopefully, you know, technology will improve with time, so that way we can have better success with that frozen tissue.
0: Well, that's all we have time for today. But I want to thank Dr. Khan for this great discussion on fertility preservation. Dr. Khan, thank you again for all your information. We learned a lot today on fertility preservation, so thank you. Great.
1: Well, once again, thank you for having me on your show.
0: I am your host, Dr. Prathima Setti, and you've been listening to Reach MD Radio. If you missed any part of this discussion, please visit ReachMD.com to download this podcast. Thank you for listening.